the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thought I'd talk about a very useful site that I use, not on a regular basis, but actually pretty irregular. But it does help. It's a company. Uh, it's a website called Bankrate.com. Bankrate.com. This is going to sound sexist, but I feel like it's a site for the adult of the house who handles the finances. Hopefully, that's both of you. If it's one of you, I understand. Bankrate.com is nice at credit cards, real estate, home equity. Saving CD rates, personal loans, home purchases, home refinances. It is a provider of rates and financial information. So if you want to know what the home equity lines are going for, who are the most competitive ones, I don't think it's the end-all, be-all um, shopper. But I think it's pretty pretty nicely done. Like home equity lines of credit right now are going for 4.74%. One of the things that made me sad in 2021, I sold a home and I had a home equity line of credit on it that it was under 1%. It was pretty darn sweet. But when I sold the home, it triggered the clause that I had to pay off that home equity line of credit. I get emails on occasion. One of them is, which credit card should I use? How do you compare credit cards? Good, good question. Bankrate.com does a pretty nice job of showing you what credit cards are available and what their deals are. Now, would I absolutely positively jump in at anything Bankrate.com says? No. It's my starting point for information on credit cards and the rates and the perks, home equity lines, credit. You get the idea. I've said that a couple times already. But when you go to bankrate.com you could take a look at what are the best reward credit cards of whatever year you're in and you can tailor it for you so for instance if you like to travel you can go with a travel credit card if you like to eat at restaurants you can go with a restaurant credit card you can see the pros and cons of all the types of rewards and what caps they may have. Some cards carry earnings caps, which limit the amount of points or miles you can earn. That's one of the ones that I don't, I don't like, even when I see the credit card commercial. And it, I don't know why it bothers me, but it goes 5% back on your first $500. You're like, 500, 5% on $500? It's not a lot of money. But the sign-up bonuses can be kind of nutty. Reward cards often come with generous sign-on bonuses. And which ones are the best? Go to bankrate.com and you'll find out. It'll try to point you out when there's a negative, like the higher annual fees. 
Now, I'm not totally against high annual fees. I've got one credit card that I pay it because the point reward bump is worth it. But that's also going to be up to you. Psychologically, I don't think you have to pay $450 a year. If you want to simplify your finances, you can. I use credit cards for everything I spend on. I collect points for everything I spend on. I use the points. I'm not one of those people that's going to die with 1 million miles. So it's a nice credit card website. And um, it'll show you, you know, like if you're a small business user or if you're a foodie. There's a couple of ones that have like exclusive reservations to high-end restaurants. So the Chase Sapphire Proverb, for instance, you can get into some of the top restaurants in the world. It has a reservation cut in line perk. I think that's pretty cool if you're a foodie. So um, co-branded cards can be kind of confusing. When you get into the various hotel credit cards, Bonvoy, Hyatt credit card, Hilton credit cards, you're like, which one? Typically, another one who I've never really liked is Disney. And that, that's an interesting one that I say that because you'd think Disney would really try to suck people in. Their perks aren't that good. I'm a little disappointed with that. But if you need to learn how to build credit, it's a good website. So it's called bankrate.com, bankrate.com. There's a sister website by the same people who do bankrate.com called savingforcollege.com. These two sites are great resources. I've used them for years. I feel that the information base is solid. Is it perfect? No. But saving for college is a little bit stressful for some people. And there's something called 529 plans. And I think you should get to know a 529 plan if you have a kid. And if you max out your 401k, then I'm going to give you permission. Now I'm starting to sound like Susie Orman. The hag. The financial hag. I don't give you permission to buy a $7,000 watch. I always find it. I don't terribly dislike Susie Orman, but I don't really like her at all either. When she gives advice, she's like, she goes into this mode where she talks down to women. She, I think she's a she plays the part of a smart financial mom. And other younger women who aren't quite yet moms call her up and say, Susie, Susie, I really want a Gucci purse. But my husband says we should save money for dinner. What should I do? And uh, she goes, girlfriend, you just got to have that person. You just got to have that person. I understand. You tell him to go get a job. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not the investment. The thing that I don't like is that she's a 60-year-old Caucasian, and she's slipping into the slang and vernacular of a 30-year-old street person. I'm like, I don't think you've ever been on the street. Girlfriend. Anyway, that's my uh, brush with greatness. I actually saw Susie Orman, and she knows that I don't like her, and I, I take a shot at her because... One thing I don't like is kind of like the false kings. If you ever to get me in those Game of Thrones legendary throwback nostalgic 
history. I don't like fake kings. She's one of those people that gives advice where she'll go, um, if you're bankrupt, give me a a ring, and for $99.99, I'll send you a bankruptcy kit on how to improve your credit. You know how you improve your credit? This is really, really crazy. We have something called the internet. And my kids played uh, computers on a local area network. I'm like, do you know what, what y'all did? Y'all played on a LAN. That's like a LAN party. Um, so Susie doesn't understand that there's something called the internet. And you can go and learn how to improve your credit score by typing how to fix my credit score, how to improve my credit score. It's really, really not that tough to find information online. And you don't have to pay $99 for it. You want to lower your credit utilization rate. You want to ask for late payment for get forgiveness. You want to dispute any inaccurate information on your credit report. So you go to annualcreditreport.com and you get to take a look at one of your credit reports and see what's on it, what's not on it. You can monitor your credit on your phone with a app called Credit Karma. It'll tell you if anyone opens up lines of credit in your name. You want to learn how to check your credit score through something like Credit Karma. Um, and how to improve credit fast. You know, how can you do it? Pay down your balances. Don't go over your utilization rates. So there's a couple websites I write up, savingforcollege.com and bankrate.com. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. RobBlackShow.com. RobBlackShow.com. I started talking about some websites that I found useful, and I kind of totally sidetracked on Sue Zorman. And the first one that I went through was Bankrate.com. And I think Bankrate.com does a really nice job with credit cards and looking at quick rates on things like home equity lines of credit, 30-year mortgages, 15-year mortgages, five-year arms. An arm is just an adjustable rate mortgage. I would strongly consider an arm if I'm under 35 and very likely to move versus a 30-year mortgage. It's going to lower your payment and you can save the rest. And when you move, you can sell the home and take that money that you saved and the, the gains that you got from the home and go buy a new home. So I like the lower cost payment. You do not have to pay off a mortgage in your lifetime. It would be lovely if you did. But the cost, the low cost of money versus the paying it off makes no sense to me. And luckily, I had a girlfriend in college that her dad taught me a lesson that I think was pretty good for a guy who was pretty simple all things considered, financially speaking. Pulled me aside and he's like, Rob, you don't have to rush. You don't have to panic. You're going to have debt on the day you die, so don't stress about it. It's like, let me think about that for a second. He wasn't wildly successful. He was a divorcee. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but... His life choices didn't always go correct. I saw that he didn't have a lot of money. He didn't have a flashy house, a flashy car. He says, you'll have debt on the day you die. And I kind of got the thought. I was like, he's kind of right. 
you don't have to, to stress. I have a mortgage that's about 2.5% right now. Why would I pay that off? Because you're losing 2.5% to interest. That's what a fool like a Dave Ramsey would say. No, 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 no. It's way below the cost of inflation. It's the lowest cost loan. There's write-offs tied towards it. I'm not paying that off. Now, if I was at a loan of 4, 5, 6, 7, 8%, I'm going to consider it. But there's no hard set rule that you have to pay off your mortgage before you die. It's what we saw our grandparents do or not do. Our parents do or not do. And we have strong feelings about that. The word mortgage has the word mort in it, death. A concept that goes back to the days when the post office would bring you mail was you would get your mortgage book sometimes once a year. Sometimes you get all 30 years in a booklet. And every time you would go to pay your rent or your mortgage every month, you and your sugar booger would write a check and you would get an envelope and you'd put a stamp on it and you'd pay off one ticket, one coupon. And after 30 years of sitting in 12 a year, you'd have your last coupon. And you would put it in the mail and then you would have the booklet with its left was just empty stubs at that point. And you'd burn it. People love the idea of, of ridding themselves of debt. I'm okay. I'm comfortable with debt. Early on, I'm comfortable with student debt. If you're going to get a degree that can lead to a career. It doesn't have to be math and science for me. But I know some people in radio who went to Northwestern, a very expensive school, to basically get a job out of college at minimum wage um, as in communications. And I was like, wait, wait, what are you doing? You could have done that like as a 16-year-old. You didn't have to go to college and spend $140,000 on an education. Yes, you get the college experience. Yes, you do get some, some higher-end communication skills. But there's not a lot of, there's a lot of industries have changed. A lot of industries have changed. When I got to Cron TV 25 years ago, TV was starting to decline, but it was starting to decline fast at independent stations. And you'd see the sales department go from fully staffed at 30 people humming down to 10 people. You'd see the talent on the shows that they're willing to spend money on. Um, <clears throat> Suddenly not make sense. And what does that mean? Like we had shows, um, Latinize, I think it was called, which was serving the whole Latin community and uh, a Latin co-host or a Latin host. And they'd go around town and like pick up the Latin vibes of different restaurants and different artists. And suddenly when there's a tough, uh, there's a decline in the business model. That show got canceled. Bay Area Backroads. As long as someone like Delta Airlines would pay for people to watch a travel show, Cron would produce a, crunch, a travel show, and then and not so much. If an infomercial's willing to pay three thousand dollars for a half hour, they had to at least get three thousand one dollar from an airline to put on a show like a Bay Area Backroads. There's not a lot of money in TV. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. The website that I wanted, I didn't really give a lot of love to was um, savingforcollege.com. It's really difficult to explain 
some investment vehicles. I think 401ks, I could say that's part of the tax code. It was set up by Congress in the 60s to kind of like let us save more money, not in the 60s, excuse me, um, let us save more money for retirement so that we didn't have to live off Social Security. It, it's a way of not paying federal taxes. It is, it's kind of like a thank you for helping take care of yourself in retirement. Some people would say it was a system that our Congress created to help the wealthy get wealthier on some levels it is, but it also did help people like me start saving money for uh, retirement. Anyway, the website that I really want to hit is um, savingforcollege.com because like a 401k, there's a tax savings vehicle for saving money for your kid's college called a 529 plan. And unfortunately, there's other ways of saving for your kid's college that states came up with. I think the best one is a 529 plan. And it allows you to put money in the stock market for 20 years. When your kid's born, you start a 529 plan. You don't start a 529 plan when your kid's 16 and is going to college in two years. You got to give it that time to work through down markets. So for instance, when my kids were born, I put $12,500 into each account for two years. They got them up to 25000 and now after 10 years, it's up to $75,000, $80,000 of, of credit card, uh, not credit card, but savings that can be used for college expenses. It doesn't have to be college. It could be textbooks. It could be rent. It could be any sort of thing tied towards colleges. So it allows me to save with, the ta- <clears throat> um, with tax benefits and then come out with no taxable income on it. And that's kind of if you use it for college expenses. And the thing is, what if you don't use it for college expenses? Well, then you could use it for yourself or your wife or your other kid. Um, or you could pay a penalty. And the penalty is not that bad because it also got you saving. So you pay the penalty and then you just switch that money into your retirement. I'm okay paying a penalty if your kids don't go to college. It's a good insurance hedge if you're able to take care of your own 401k before you take care of saving for their college. But every state has a different 529 plan. For instance, mine are in the Utah. Utah and Nevada are better than California. That doesn't mean they have to go to college in Utah or Nevada. That's where it gets confusing. Savingforcollege.com. Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, boy. Dead cat bounces. We've been hearing a lot about that this year. Um, 2022, first six months of the year, not good. No boy, no, no good. Then we got to July. It is good. We started the year talking about how bad is inflation? And then we learned pretty quickly it's pretty bad. And inflation tends to lead to a recession, except for the job market's way too healthy. And we have people spend money when they have jobs. It's that kind of simple. But will they spend less money because everything costs more for them to get even less? So it's one of those, that's a bad one, right? So the job wages aren't keeping up with prices. And then that leads to talks about a recession. That leads us to a good July. And that leads us to August. And August, not as good as July so far. Um, Yesterday had big summer Monday vibes to it. All three averages were lower. The only major story was a drop in oil prices, which was a response to slower factory output in the United States, Europe, and Asia. That's the only thing I could figure out yesterday. I can't figure out why the calendar changed from July to August and it was such a headache that we couldn't carry over a rally from July. Nope. 
abortions on a ballot in Kansas. I bring this up because 98 days till the next election. It's going to get kind of nutty out there. And who controls Congress? And who's got the favor mandate to go into Washington in two years? The Democrats, the Republicans will kind of start figuring that out in 98 days. Um, Politics is happening and it's affecting Wall Street today. Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker, is planning to stop in Taiwan as part of her trip to Asia. It has a lot of people spooked because the Chinese foreign ministry warned that it is its military will not sit idly by. Now you're like, okay, to get to Taiwan, you probably have to take a plane and military not sitting idly by. They're not going to shoot down a senator, are they? House Speaker, excuse me. We're not going to shoot down the House Speaker. Do 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 do. Jack Bauer, we got to protect her. So what's going to happen? It, it's just it brings up the highlight that there will be another Russia. It's going to be China and Taiwan at some point, as Russia wants to get parts of the Crimea and parts of their old Soviet Union back. China and Taiwan is going to come to a, a heated issue at some point in time. It's going to, not going to be good. Can you expect it to happen? I think so. But that's one of those headlines that I'm dealing with today of, do I turn this into a story for television or not? Taiwan's in the spotlight. The risk to tech investors grows. A lot of our semiconductors are made in Asia. And a company like Taiwan Semiconductor, which was established in 1987, has pioneered the business model of making chips for other people. Revenue of $57 billion. One of their biggest customers is Apple, AMD, and Qualcomm. You can see how any sort of shutdown or any sort of conflict or any sort of embargo or any sort of stress could be a potential hiccup down the road. And uh, Nancy Pelosi is not the first House Speaker to go. I think Newt Gingrich went back in 1997. China didn't like it then. I'm just throwing it down. Um, I've seen two crypto schemes schemes recently one was a pyramid scheme and one was a hack the sec charged 11 people for allegedly grifting retail investors out of more than 300 million in a classic ponzi scheme that had a blockchain twist they were promoting forsage which was purported to be a decentralized smart contract platform 300 million dollars bye-bye and on the same day that was reported hackers drained nearly 200 million dollars from crypto startup nomad in a free-for-all attack hack Naomi Judd and cut her daughters out of her $25 million well. Ashley and Winona. What do you think about that? Was it Ashley? Ashley Judd's the actress. Winona and Naomi were the Judds. And they were country music darlings in the, was it the 80s and 90s? I don't know country music very well. Forgive me. Um, but Naomi Judd was 76 years old. She had mental disease and she took her own life. But she left all her money to her husband who was uh, married, who she married in 1989, not Naomi and Winona's. I'm sorry, I said Naomi, not Ashley and Winona's father. How do you feel about that? If you're Naomi Judd and you're, you and your daughter Winona are country duo's biggest pop stars, you leave money to her. She probably has enough, right? I thought that too. But doesn't it seem mean to give all $25 million? to the second husband 
he's stuck around since 1989. So it's not like he's like, uh, he just came lately. And I was like an 18 year old pool boy. But that's the importance of estate planning, in my opinion. Michael Jackson died without a will. Prince died without a will. How is that possible? The United States took out a top Al-Qaeda leader. After a 21-year manhunt, we got Al-Zawari. What's interesting to note about that was the press is not being kind to Donald Trump right now. You would think, like, yeah, maybe they don't have to take a cheap shot. And, like, Trump had a chance to take him out six years ago. But he didn't recognize the name and he wanted to go after Bin Laden's son because the son had more of a celebratory kind of celebrity name to take down. And you're like, wow. We have to go through this, this political machinations forever, don't we? And I think the answer is yes. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Geopolitical tension is in the news today with China and Nancy Pelosi. Should we write a letter to House Speaker Pelosi and say, oh, why are you poking these guys? But then Taiwan would be like, sure, sure, do. Poke them, poke them, poke them, poke them. The United States has our back. That's where it gets really political really fast, right? Ten-year Treasury notes down to 2.5%. Keep in mind, we went to 3, 3.1, 3.2 to start the year. And that's when we were kind of freaking out. The markets were struggling, but at 2.5, I think the 10-year treasury is going to allow the stock market to operate a little bit better. Uber's in the news this morning. They reported earnings, or did they report lack thereof earnings? It was kind of a lack thereof earnings, but let's talk a little bit about it. They reported a net loss of $2.6 billion for the second quarter, $1.6 billion of which was attributed to investments in Aurora, Grab, and Zomato. Doesn't it suck to be a business owner today, an entrepreneur? You got to come up with names like Zomato to name your business. I don't even know what a Zomato is. But Uber stock is doing well today because it was better than expected. Mobility bookings up 57% from a year ago to $13.4 billion. Delivery bookings $13.9 billion, up 12% from a year ago. Uber relied heavily on the growth of its Eats delivery business during the pandemic, but now the mobility segment has surpassed Uber Eats for the first quarter as riders are beginning to take more trips. Here's the problem with Ubers now. They're more expensive than they used to be. And it it brings up, if I go on a trip, do I rent a car or do I get an Uber? Freedom to go when I want to, where I want to, or convenience of an Uber. So Uber's in the news. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. Coming up, I'll hit some of the top stories of the day and much, much more. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. So let's be pretty clear. Bad things are going to happen in the future. I think a lot of people probably saw Putin coming, but they probably thought it was going to be a much softer version of the invasion of Ukraine would be more of a weekend CNN project versus a five, six month slog. Women and children are dying. That's unacceptable. Um, I guess all deaths probably unacceptable in some form, right? In the 21st century, do we, do we really need to resort to this is the question. Because don't we have weapons that could really, really hurt people? So <clears throat> I bring this up that Russia, Ukraine has destabilized oil. 
there is no doubt in my mind that China can destabilize semiconductors. And are they willing to do it over Nancy Pelosi? I don't know. I'm not in those rooms. I'm not in those those battles. I'm not in those proceedings. I know what you know. Would it stink if we have another destabilizing event? Sure. But the thought here is we've had them before. We'll have them again. Destabilizing events like World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Russia, the Ukraine. Leaders of the world assassinated like Kennedy. Civil wars. Um, governments being overthrown, military coups. We've seen these events all over the world. We've got, do you remember Trump calling him the little rocket boy? Kim Jong-un. Got to admit, that's a catchy name. Um, North Korea versus South Korea. North Korea will throw missiles at in the ocean and say, look, we almost hit Japan with it. It wasn't armed, but if it was, we could have taken out Japan. The United States is like, oh, North Korea, let's we'll give you food. Just please don't do that. No. The United States is playing a character, and, and North Korea is playing a character. The world stage of politics, no one wears their true mask. They all wear masks. No one takes off their mask is what I'm trying to say. So we will have another destabilizing event. If that has you freaked out, you shouldn't be involved in investing. Um, and yet, last year, we hit 70 all-time highs. Year before that, we hit 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 highs. We've had destabilizing events like HIV and SARS and Ebola and chicken flu and swine flu and um, bird flu. Like, we've seen it all. Mad cow disease. You know, don't eat hamburger because you, you'll go insane like the cow who ate the cow. Wait, wait, a cow ate a cow? I think that's how that started, right? I know you're saying your knowledge is getting fuzzy, Rob. Yes, it is. So we're going to have more destabilizing events. It's, they're going to happen. And I try to say, be ready for them. That's one of the reasons I like the 401k, because you're always ready. You're always investing every two weeks in destabilizing events and non-destabilizing events. It makes sense if you think about it. Congress is working on a bill, the Secure 2.0 bill. And... um House of Representatives passed a new retirement bill called Secure 2.0, which is designed to build upon the Secure Act of 2019. It proposes to raise the minimum age, the minimum age at which you start taking required minimum distributions. For every dollar an employee pays towards eligible student loans, the employer can match the contributions in the worker's 401k. It's going to raise the limit on catch-up contributions for workers between 62 to 6 and 65 to $10,000. There's always these little details that I am not going to stay on top of. When I'm retired and I'm a grandfather, maybe if I'm a grandfather, and no, I will not be the grandfather who has a bumper sticker that says um, grandchildren are God's gift or, or gold or precious or I'm the greatest grandfather of the world. I'm not going to have any of that. But what I will have is some time to give to my children so that they can go off and be adults while their children are taken care of. And I look forward to taking care of grandchildren, maybe, possibly. And I look forward to being the coolest granddad in the world with two $20 bills, one in each hand. And I ask one kid to pick a, pick a hand. It reveals the 20 and the other kid goes, oh, dang it. But he gets 22. 
I want to be the cool granddad. That's my, that's one of the 10 things I want to accomplish in um, retirement. I don't have a lot going on there, but that I do have. Retirement's kind of tricky, right? Some of these things are really easy to figure out. Required minimum distributions are not. And the fact that the rules change and they get a little bit more, how shall we say, enhanced to let you save longer so that you don't hit poverty sooner because Social Security is not going to be enough. I don't want to stay on top of Congress when I'm retired. But someone needs to. That's why I recommend working with a financial planner. Some things that are often overlooked in financial planning items is you should check on your bank accounts. I'm surprised by this. One of my friends is a financial planner, guy I hired many, many, many years ago, Dan Fetterman. He works with CFP, Chad Burton. You can work with Dan. He sends out emails to me on a regular basis on which cash accounts or which accounts at banks give the best interest rate. I'm like, that's the life of a financial planner versus the life of a pirate or the life of a financial savvy media uh, radio podcaster. He's checking interest rates at savings accounts and I'm reporting on what he's checking. Good. Something you should do in retirement, whether you do it or your financial planner. In retirement, you should make sure that your beneficiaries still make sense. Early on in my investment career, everything was going to go to my sister. Then I went to girlfriend Juliet. Then I went to a different one. Then I went to a different one. Then I went to a different one. Then I went to a wife. Then I went to the next wife. I need to make sure all my documents that none of the old girlfriends are on. Because that would be a shock. I would pull a Naomi Judd and leave the money to someone who isn't my direct blood family anymore. Make sure your beneficiary still makes sense. Um, Review your 401k allocation. Sometimes things change in your 401k. Not usually this bad, but like you may have an international fund and it may be called like the Invesco International Fund and they may just close or they get acquired by another company and the fund goes away and then suddenly you're still saving 10% towards an international category that you don't have an elective chosen on. So it's saving in cash. It's rare that that happens, but also after 10 years of a big run in the United States and internationally, it's stressful because of Russia and China. You may want to change your allocations. Do that. Um, Start making provisions for minors. Guardianships and trusts may need to be set up for minor children or children with special needs, especially for divorced or widowed parents. Um, Divorced is, it messes up a financial plan sometimes as it rips it literally in half. If your only heirs are minors, you may want to discuss options with an attorney. We met with a family friend that we've known for 14 years over the weekend, and they were set up to be my my children's guardians. But as my children are now getting to the point where they could probably take care of themselves, I'm going to have to make another decision on that because I don't want them getting all the cash if I died in the next five years, but you get the idea. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. If you need help with financial planning and some of the little things that you need to tinker to get right on HSAs and RMDs and IRA disbursements, let me know. I'll set you up with a financial planner. My name is Rob Black. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. On September 2nd, 1974, one of the greatest events in American history happened. 
Elvis got on stage and he gave his famous strung out speech where he talks about being strung out on heroin. It is one of the greatest meltdowns ever at a concert by an aging rock star who sadly let his career slip due to drugs. He goes, I was strung out on heroin. It's fantastic audio. It's on YouTube. How YouTube is free, I don't understand. It is the greatest entertainment on the planet. I'm a little bit strung out, but not on heroin on earnings season. Two weeks ago, we got the major banks. They told us how the consumers were doing. They told us how businesses were doing. They, they showed the, the world demand. Last week, we got tech stocks. Companies that are worth trillions that make hundreds of billions of dollars. How is the consumer doing? Google gave us a lot on search information. Facebook gave us a lot on advertising that it's quickly becoming kind of like the fifth network. There's ABC, NBC, CBS, there's Fox, and now there's Facebook, where we're not that impressed anymore. Eyeballs are going elsewhere. They, they still have, they have a good problem. They still have billions of eyeballs. But this week gives us another, another shift. This week gives us the travel stocks. And we know second quarter travel is going to be good. We've heard the stories on the news about travel and planes being rebooked and people taking six times the fare. Will anyone get off this plane for $3,500? But my ticket was $400. And the answer is a resounding yes, 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 yes. I am not one of those people that's going to say no to that deal. So this week we get Airbnb, we get booking.com and we get Expedia. And we know that there's this general view that we're traveling, but what we don't know is what's the third quarter looking like? What's the fourth quarter looking like? The broader travel, how do I say this? The broader travel economy, no, no, the broader travel recovery, economic, the broader travel economic recovery. It's still on track and it can continue to grow into 2023, but this is going to be a stock pickers thing. And here's the crazy thing about it is if you take a look at booking or TripAdvisor or Travago or Airbnb or Expedia, their stocks are down this year and we know things are okay now. So like, why not the recovery? And it's the fear of the fall. Um, some analysts are seeing this is this is a good chance to get a bit of a, a trade. Valuations are pulling back positive on the medium term trends. Continue to recommend shares of booking through our though our enthusiasm is measured as reflected in our lower price target. So the analysts like certain stocks, but they're also being cautious with certain stocks. That's not helping you, is it? It makes me say I just want to go with Google. Um, Google does search on travel and Google gets a cut of the advertising market. Last night when I'm checking flights from San Francisco to Washington, DC, I went to Google first. Then I get a site like kayak and I kind of shop with my credit card services, but you don't have to own a travel stock to get that travel rebound exposure. So how's it going to play out? I get a little strung out on earnings. I get a little bit tired during these three weeks. And then it's like 12 weeks of vacation. Then it's like three weeks of hell. And then it's like 12 weeks of vacation. It's like three, this is my tough time. 
in the third week where I'm looking at travel stocks because my voice is barely holding on. But some people want me to talk about Uber today. Instead of talking about Uber, I'd rather talk about Amazon because Uber just reported numbers and it's, you can easily find those numbers. They were much better than expected. Good. The amount of food they're delivering, the Uber Eats versus the Uber Mobility has shifted. Oh, by the way, I took it at Uber not that long ago. It's kind of cool if you haven't been on it in a while. They're starting to change. Like, do you want to take a electric vehicle? Like, if you want to put your money where your mouth is, they'll find one for you. It may be a little bit longer. It may be a little bit more costly. It may be a little less costly. But we all know gas prices are what gas prices are, even though who saw 40 days of falling gas prices? Suddenly, gas prices aren't the thing that's going to get Biden thrown out. A month and a half ago, they were the thing that we're going to get Biden thrown out. It's interesting, right? Sometimes problems take care of themselves. And just even us talking about how high gas prices. But okay, so you got to feel bad for the Uber drivers and Lyft drivers with the high gas prices, right? No, because there's surcharges on it. Amazon is getting hit with the same cost structures, and but they don't have the ability to say, well, your, your, your prime is going to cost an extra 30 cents this week. Although Amazon has raised the price of prime in foreign countries. Amazon is introducing something that's not in the here and the now. This isn't a story about Uber's earnings today. This is a story about where Amazon's going. Wayne Gretzky, famous for saying, don't go to where the puck is, go to where the puck is going. Hockey's a brutal sport. Having grown up skating, um, it is a brutal sport. And the thing that you don't get that's so brutal about it, it's unlike football and baseball and soccer where um, it's easy to move around on the field. With hockey, it's a workout, and you've got 100 pounds of gear on, and you're sweating when the first minute you're doing it. And I could literally skate all the way across the ice, always see the puck go the other side of the ice. I'm like, dang, I just got here. And I go all the way back, and then it's like it's it's bounces right back to the other side. I'm like, dang, I just got there. So go to where the puck is going. It'll make your job a lot easier. Amazon is going to where the puck is going. They're stepping into online shopping in a different area, the strip mall. Amazon acquired Whole Foods, so we knew that they were in malls. Then it launched Amazon Fresh stores in empty grocery storefronts. Now it's upping the brick-and-mortar game once more by partnering with retail stores such as Pacific Sun, Sur La Tabla, that are going to offer people who have Prime same-day delivery from your product coming from the mall. In theory, the program launched Monday of this week in 10 different cities, including Chicago, Atlanta, Seattle. It has some pretty cool benefits. You can get diesel genes or GNC vitamins. Um, delivered to your home the same day. Like, okay, yeah, I get it. It's a little different than ordering online. I, I get I get the local angle on it. For Amazon, it's a way of wriggling out the love affair between consumers and their favorite retail brands while keeping Prime members hooked on their $139 annual subscription membership. Critically for Amazon, it's another win in the instant demand economy and yet another challenge for the rapidly evolving same-day delivery ground game where companies like Walmart and Target are trying to stay ahead of Amazon and e-commerce by introducing, come to the parking lot, we'll deliver it to your home. Amazon saying, we'll swing a driver by and pick it up and bring it to your home. Then you get these super courier services like DoorDash and Postmates 
And Amazon's got a huge fleet of contracted drivers that pick up and deliver goods. And they'll now do it from mall-based retail stores. In the correction of 2022, in the bear market of 2022, I'm willing to write down, I could probably write down 10 names I think became super buys. And that would mean I'd be like, bye, 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 bye. Um, that means in a conversation, you're like, what's your favorite stock? I'd go, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. And I'm not telling you about Amazon. I'm saying that we're going to look back in history and say, what happened in 2022? And if Amazon continues to execute on healthcare and things like picking up clothes from a mall to bring to your home, it's going to look like it was a once in a lifetime buying opportunity. No, it doesn't look like it did in 2006, 2008. Or 2001, 2002, when tech stocks got cremated and murdered, and some fell 80, 90%, where you could have got Apple for $6 a share or Amazon for $8 a share. No, it's not going to be that bad. But will 2022 create a scenario where we could have got some great names at incredible discounts for the long-term patient investor? Not for the instant gratification. So more on this Amazon service, orders that are placed before noon will be delivered before 9 p.m., Free delivery for any order over $25 and a $2.99 delivery fee for orders below that threshold. How much retail replacement do we need in our life? It's a big question. From you and I going, oh, it's Saturday, honey. Let's go to the mall and shop at Target today. You're like, that's our day, honey? You're 20 years old. And you're like, yeah, we're going to get a shop at Target. And then we're going to come home and make love and make dinner together in the crock pot that we just bought at Target. And it's like, woohoo! And now we're like, yeah, we don't need to go to the mall. What are we going to do all day? <laughs> we kind of forget that make love and cook dinner with each other. We just like, oh, let's just lay around and eat bonbons. So how much retail replacement do we need from heading out on the weekend to do a little bit of shopping to it can always be brought to us, even diesel jeans? One minute. Everybody wins in this new mall initiative with the possible exception of being the planet. Mother Earth is like, <laughs> more deliveries means more pollution. More delivery on the cards, car on the roads means uh, more greenhouse gases. <laughs> um, of which Amazon released their carbon emissions footprint in 2021. It increased 18%. And since 2019, it's up 40% because we need toilet paper. They'll bring it to us. They're getting hit with the carbon emissions, not you and I from our own little home. We're putting it all on corporate America. Interesting how this is going to shift in the future, right? Who's to blame? Anyway, Amazon's got some new initiatives. I think they're pretty uh, savvy. You can find me online at robloxshow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.